What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And to my left, our special guest for this episode, my best buddy, Michael Copley. Hey, guys. Feels good to have a third person I know, here again. Right? Like, this is right. This I know. is correct. The, three, the balance of three. Yeah. It's, it's, what is it, the conjoined triangle of success? I think that's right. That actually brings up a very small side tangent. On my way here this morning, uh, Sunday mornings in the city of Austin, the local rock... And alternative station okay. does like chill jazz mornings. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay. It's Chillville. Alt rock. Yeah, it's Chillville. Okay. <laughs> and they were playing a song by some guy, Craig Armstrong. I don't know who that is. Never heard of him. Craig Armstrong featuring Lana Del Rey. I only know this Ooh. because they told me. Lana but at Del some Ray. point yeah. during this 10 minute long song, they had sampled Fee's theme from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Really? And I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was so confused because that's where I came into the song. Apparently, only five minutes into it, and they had they had like sampled like the Legend of Zelda soundtrack, and I was like, "What's happening? I don't Damn. understand." And then they like that's totally cool, dropped it, and I was like, "What happened? Yeah. I was only here for that. I was going to change get, it." Someone's going to get sued for that yeah. for sure. Somebody's. Well, it was so. Well, they probably little. asked. I mean, it if was it's so them. little. Maybe they had like just managed to sneak in under the radar of like acceptability. Speaking of that, I think I told you about this, but I don't know if I ever told you on the same on the same line uh gareth coker the composer of ori in the blind forest tweeted yeah. out a few this was a few months ago uh that this german rap group had sampled the main theme of ori in the blind forest in their song and he was like didn't ask for permission they did it totally illegally and like it was linked to like a youtube video of their Ooh. music video which was really produced i was like oh snap oh, so like snap they uh they they fucked up bad as cool as that sounds <laughs> they should have gotten permission because that's the most amazing sound and it's like it's not even like a small hidden thing where you have to listen really hard it's for it like if you really know the obvious. song if you know the ori soundtrack and you hear this song oh man Ooh, it's bad that sucks uh, but then i did notice in all the replies the rapper uh, replied and was like, "Hey man, we just got this from our beat producer. He didn't tell us oh, like what was up. Okay. So like he was very apologetic. Like I'm sorry. Like you know, kind of like how do we fix this situation? Man, that but would like sucks so much to be. I know, them. right? And to be like, dude, because they got like stabbed in the back without yeah. even knowing it. Exactly. That sucks. And so there was a yeah. It was like, oh. that's because it's one thing to do it intentionally and just be like, ah, whatever, man. You did know. he tag the beat producer? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think he did. Have. But yeah, I call that dude out <laughs> that hardcore. Would have been really funny. <laughs> Oh, man. But in case you did not know, Teen Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between, like music that get ripped off in popular culture. <laughs> but if you like that, you can send us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com to get in contact with us and, send, and follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube and iTunes channels. If you want to support the show, you can do that as well by going to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where as for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we will give you a cool perk like getting the episode early before its general Tuesday release and access to our private Team Chat Podcast Discord server. Boom. Speaking of Discord, I learned what that was yesterday. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you now know. In doing my research for the Team Chat Podcast, you know, I looked oh, at boy. video game facts. No, uh, someone had been telling me about Discord and I just never heard of it before. Um, you know, I don't play video games online very typically. I think I have one PlayStation friend, and I think one it's you, Jarrett. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> when someone was telling me, it's like, oh. It's lonely it's, on there in yeah, Michael's exactly. PlayStation. Well, I personally like playing, like, the individual games, <laughs> right. offline games. Um, but they were like, yeah, it's like Skype, TeamSpeak, um, but better. So exactly. it's it pretty cool. It is it pretty is cool. Pretty it cool. actually reminds me a whole lot of uh, Slack, mm-hmm. but just for gaming specifically. Yeah, definitely. So, and how it operates and, st- and runs and stuff Can like that. Can you use voice chat on Slack? 
Mm, you can mm. now. Oh, you can yeah, now? I don't know if you can. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they uh, bought a company called Screen Hero. They mm. do pretty much that. Gotcha. So, works pretty well. Better right. than Google Hangouts, which is the worst. Yeah. So that, that really is the worst. I hate you having to use that for any yeah. time I have No, to. thank you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Discord, it's the best. Yeah. And you, so you should, should check subscribe it out. to Team Chat Podcast. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But we don't have any updates for our song contest because, sadly, even though so no one it was, was able so to guess it. Easy. it was so easy. Come on. We, like, threw it to you. Yeah. Dylan gave us a strong guess with Bravely Second. He did. That was, he at least got, Because like, he at least got that it was, we were alluding to it was a sequel But if or he had listened like to any of the Bravely Second soundtrack, he would know that that's not from, it's not even close. Not not Stylistically even. speaking. Shame on Dylan. But... <laughs> Kudos to him for giving yeah, it a shot. Yeah, at least he tried. Anyway. He did try. But the game was Destiny Two, so by by the hint being the, it's better than the first. Yeah. Destiny Two is so far standing out to be much better than Destiny One, and you know, so that's that was that was how we got Even from there. Without Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I personally <laughs> miss Peter Dinklage. I thought that was a fun addition, even though he didn't do that well in the first voice. My only experience actually is seeing you playing Destiny and walking through the room and seeing, wait, is that Peter Dinklage? Is Tyrion wait. Lannister in this game? <laughs> wait, was his like physical form in the game no he's voice. the voice of the little robot ghost oh, that, fought, okay. that flies you around and they replaced him with nolan north in an update oh, later on right. because people uh, maligned his performance gotcha so badly that's such a sick burn yeah, <laughs> like it really to be is. retroactively phased out i mean you can't oh. really do that in movies or tv shows you can't only, <laughs> only in a game where you can like patch it be like you've been removed yeah yeah that sucks but yeah so that was a it's a fun thing but destiny 2 the music to, that was the farm uh which actually that song you should check it out michael because it sounds it gives me very much the same feeling or the vibe as the westworld main theme mm, nice and so i was like oh i like that i yeah. like that a lot great theme okay well, today we have a couple different. Oh, so stick around to the end of the episode for the song <laughs> contest for this week. We're going on so many fun tangents. So, I just so I'm, I'm forgetting my uh, my normal spiel here. But uh, stick around to the end of the episode where we'll have this week's song contest and hint. All right. So to, for today's topic, we had a couple different things. First off, new trailer for Red Dead Redemption Two dropped last Thursday. Michael is the one who got. Oh wait. I'm going all over the place I was about crazy. To say, who is this guy? Who are you, Michael? <laughs> we gotta, I know who you are, so this is why I'm even more just thrown off by this. But uh, so let for our listening audience, tell us who you are so, and how you got into gaming. Long time listener, first time caller, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, so let's see, thanks how did I get into gaming? I think back to my uncle would come from Michigan and bring his Nintendo Entertainment System, the original. His so Nintendo Entertainment System. My first video game experience was Duck Hunt. Nice. So nice. exquisite game. Um, I probably like that video game gun a little bit too much. Probably freaked out my mom and dad. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, playing the original Nintendo. Um, I mean, there's home videos of me sitting in my underwear playing Super Mario Brothers. Um, As are there videos of us all <laughs> staring at the television for hours on end without blinking. You um, just set it up in the corner and, and you just see the timestamp just moving days. And Michael's still just sitting there. I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. It was great. Um, so that was like as a kid. Uh, now, like, so I have generally an addictive personality. So I try not to play video games that often because um, the example we'll talk about later, uh, Pyre, I think I played for about three days straight. <laughs> Um, it's pretty much what I do about everything. So, um, <laughs> well, that's why you're like refusing to start Witcher three yet. Oh yeah. Because I'll just like lose friends, family, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've purchased that game on sale and just haven't played it yet for yeah. fear of being sucked in. Um, but in terms of types of games, generally like RPGs. So uh, favorite game all time, uh, super Mario RPG. 
Nice. Which, if you can get a hold of this Super Nintendo Classic, you can actually you can play it. Oh, it's it. on there? Yeah. Ooh, it's probably nice. the best SNES Classic. So are you going to get the SNES Classic just for that? I mean, I would like to. Also, you can't get it. So well, I mean, like, but they're supposed, to be, they're supposed to be more in stock coming uh, soon. Okay. So Yeah, we'll like, talk about that. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. That's a great game. You should definitely play that. Um, I don't think see. I've played that one. Of good games played this year, you got me on Horizon Zero Dawn, so that was a great game. Nice. Yeah. Um, oh, did you already finish it? Yes, I did. Very nice. Again, addicted. Yep. Um, <laughs> so that was awesome. Uh, I'm trying to think other games that I've played this year. A little bit of Overwatch, mm-hmm. um, though I think I'm about 300 levels behind you now. Um, <laughs> She's like way even more I'm higher way than me. Up there. What level are you now? <laughs> like 400 and some odd. Jesus Christ. I've got four stars. I think I'm about 30 right now. No, like, so here's the thing. Like, we think we're, like, high up there, but then you see people that have the gold portrait. Gold portrait means you're, like, over level... Seven hundred, oh yeah, God. it's so far up there. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, that, too many. Are, that's too many hours. Those people who are like trying to go pro, kind of stuff. Yeah, but like, like, oh my and God. What's funny is they're not even good. Yeah, and it's like it's how just did time you spend given. this many hours and yep. not actually progress. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, so okay, so so how Michael and I know each other is that we actually met at an old job, same job actually, where I met Sam. I was about to say, did you guys meet at the nerd convention? No, not oh, the nerd. Con- well, I don't know. That place burns. could be kind of said nerd convention, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, but no, we actually worked at this job together. Then we wound up living together for about three, four years almost. Yeah, probably would have been four years, and then this, and then and then we took a quick to break. Married. Yeah, we took a, took a break for a couple of years. Then Michael lived with us again for the, for the last year, and then. Uh, and then, yeah, so best friends. Yeah. Best friends. BFFs. BFFs. Best friends forever. Do you guys have super best friend PlayStation controllers that, like, when you put the two halves together, they form a whole controller? No, but we should. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, not even I've a got thing. A but that's say, that should be a, a great idea. I've got a broken one that I don't use anymore. We could just, like, cut it in, <laughs> yeah, in half. duct tape it back together. Can we just make a necklace out of it? Yes. And just carry around half of it? <laughs> <Stupid> <laughs> It'd be great. It'd be so huge. It'd be so huge. Like, all half cut up, the wires, like, exposed. Yeah. That'd be really circuit and stuff. I guess maybe, like, old PS2 memory cards would be a little bit easier. That would work. That would work too. Classics. Okay, so the first part of what we want to talk about talk about today. New trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2 dropped. And now this is very coincidental timing, but works out great. Because Michael is who actually got me in on Red Redemption Red Dead Redemption, the first one. I remember I keep, it keeps popping up in my Facebook memories. You wrote on my wall Facebook like Facebook memories. Buy, buy Red Dead Redemption 2 or I will skin your hide and sell it for five dollars in the nearest town. Because that's something you, you can do in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> that's exactly. funny. Although not human skin, uh, oh, like animal skin and stuff like that. Yes, so that would be bad. But yeah, so It'd be a very uh, different game if it were human skins. Exactly. So I bought that uh, shortly after that message, I uh, receiving that message and then proceeded to play the crap out of that game as well uh yeah I, I'm, I'm thinking back to that that's actually so when we lived together this was in 2010 um when our house was uh burglarized burgled. oh burgled. no um red dead redemption was stolen <gasps> yeah very very sad it was sad Good because I, had I beat it. it did you beat it at that time or you beat it later i had beat it i beat i think the main story i was i was at the part where you get to play as john marston's son okay. so i think i'd completed like the, the main couple, thing yeah yeah but so they stole his xbox 360 oh. which had it and then they stole my ps3 which had it oh. on there too so i i mean they ha- had my saves i still have the game oh, okay. and i've started it over again but i'm like man it's so much work <laughs> it's so much work yeah. and at this point if they're doing red Redemption 2 i'm like i'll just wait for a remaster or something yeah. like that so, so which surely might be coming at some did point, red dead come out in 2010 20 when did it come out the 09 or 2010 probably right? wow. yeah because i think i was still living at gus's house yeah and that then about right 
Uh, let me do a quick Google. So on it's that basically been like almost ten. It's years. been a long time wow. since that well, they've came been out. talking about remaking it for a while, or there at least been rumors of it, and now it's you know going to be delayed forever until like, May twenty ten. Ah, okay. So, so it's yeah, almost so yeah, seven years. Wow, ago. yeah. So, <sighs> and yeah. it's already been delayed once, right? The the game. Yeah, yeah. Red Dead it was too. supposed to come out. Fall of this year, but I feel so like that's October what's happened or something with, like that. I don't know if it was the last Grand Theft Auto. I remember Grand Theft Auto Four was delayed yeah. a number of times. I mean, a lot of these games get delayed a lot. Oh, because it's Rockstar, right? It's Rockstar. So it's still yeah. Rockstar. Okay. Um. So, so anyway, the first trailer for Red Dead Redemption Two came out a few months ago, and it basically just showed vistas, you know, the setting and different things like that. It didn't give anything into the story, and so after a lot of that, people were like, "Okay, we have a lot of questions now. We want answers. Is this going to turn into basically Grand Theft Auto Online, but Red Dead?" Uh, because they never really they say there's going to be a campaign, a single player campaign, but they also, you know, they didn't allude to how much the the online will be and how immersive it's going to be and how much it's going to own the game. You know, you you never know these things. Is the campaign going to be like 10 10 minutes? And then there's all this online stuff that you do for the next three out, you know, for the next however many 10, 15 years like they're going to do with Grand Theft Auto five. So you never know. Um, But anyway, this one came out story trailer. Confirming that it is actually a prequel to Red Dead. You're oh. not playing as John Marston, who is the antagonist of the or protagonist. Sorry, uh, wait, is that right? Okay. Well, protagonist I mean, is like your main. He's, character. he's an antihero. Yeah, yeah we'll do the, it that way. You know, uh, villain turned protagonist. There we go. Okay, yeah. protagonist. That's the right one. I was for some reason get confused. What about with your those. deuteragonist? Uh, it's a real thing. I know that is <laughs> a real wait. Thing. What's a deuteragonist? A deuteragonist is basically the word for the secondary protagonist. Ah. So, like, if you have kind of two main characters, but one is like the off main character, ah, okay. that's your deuteragonist. Got it. Cool. Now it's just more things. The for more me to get you know. On. So it does seem to be a. Uh, so you're this. So you're an outlaw. You're in the gang that John Marston was a part of before. Okay. Uh, and but and so you run into characters like Dutch, who is the head of the gang, who I believe in Red Dead Redemption, the, in Red Dead Redemption is either. Do you kill him or is he already dead? Uh, is this a spoiler free podcast? I'm I mean, sure. Red Dead Redemption's we can seven spoil years old. Red, we can, Dead. We can spoil Red Dead. So I'm trying to remember. You kill Dutch, I think. I'm pretty sure you do. Um, well, there's the there's the one where the guy commits suicide. That's not Dutch. That's though. not Dutch. That's the that's a, near the end. That's like the guy who took over mm-hmm. the Mexico gang. I can't remember. Man, the game's so big. Yeah. Like it's hard to remember all the little things. But no, because you hunt him up onto like a mountain and he like shoots himself or falls off a ledge, something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. But he was like the leader. I think he took over after Dutch dies. That sounds right. I think if I remember correctly. So is the trailer, I'm trying to remember, do they mention Dutch or do they mention? You see Dutch. Oh, that's what You see Dutch because he asks, he asks the main guy, he's like, you got my back? And he's like, Oh, I, I do. the guy with like the nice hair, yeah, nice, nice chops. He's obviously yeah, like good. very well off from his life of outlaws. Right. Uh, so he had that fine pinstripe button down. On. Exactly. So that's interesting. So if the game's a prequel, it takes place probably the turn of the century. Yeah, probably because Red Dead is like. Nineteen. I was about to say which century. I need yeah. more cues. Uh, no, I don't think it's. Century. I don't. I think it's still. It'd probably be around nineteen hundred. So early nineteen yeah. hundred. So I guess that mean the uh, nineteen eleven American oh. frontier in the year nineteen eleven. Okay. Okay. So um, are you going to see like a kid version of James or like you're like? I guess they haven't said I'd, like how. I, early I bet. It's I honestly be. think that it's going to be that you'll you'll probably run into him at some point in the game. I don't think it's so far in the in behind that uh, that it's going that it's going to. 
be like, yeah, you're going to see a kid version of him or anything like that. I think you'll, at some part, you'll run into hit into John Marston. You'll have John some interaction Marston. with him and stuff like that. Like I would, I would be, it's gotta be a thing. Like John Marston was such a good character and yeah. such a strong character there. They're, I don't, I would be surprised if they don't bring him up at all in this game. I hope you run into him and he's like just a bratty preteen. That'd be kind That'd of be funny. Excellent. <laughs> Learning how to hunt. Learning how to hunt. <laughs> so the main character now is Arthur Morgan. And so the Dutch Vanderlinde gang mm-hmm. is the is the main gang. So yeah, that's not the guy who kills himself in the, yeah, first, yeah, yeah. In the first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so from everything of the story of the tone of the trailer, you are very much an outlaw in this game. It doesn't look like you're going to have the redemption arc of John Marston. Uh, you're very like. There's a point where you in the trailer he tells like a kid like your mother's in black mm-hmm. from mourning her father and I'll keep her there for your sake. You know, yeah. <laughs> which is like oh shit, <laughs> not a nice. I mean, guy. Like no, he's, he's like you mess with me, I'm gonna kill you and you'll be in the. And that is your main character, that yeah, guy. Yeah, that's the oh, main okay. character. I was like, this fellow doesn't seem very nice at all. <laughs> no, so so it's gonna be interesting because it's gonna it's. That is probably going to give it much more of a Grand Theft Auto feel in that sense, where you're playing a, a villain, a bad guy. Because mm-hmm. um, in the original Red Dead, you had the option to be bad as Marston. Like you could go into the town and just shoot everybody, yep. and it lowers your your honor rating or respect respectability, something like that. In the, ga- as in the it game, would. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you, get, you start getting chased by posse's uh, of. But don't worry, men come tomorrow, like everyone will be back, so you can do it all over again. Exactly. So I, I remembered a couple times I would try to go into a town and see how far I could get before just the amount of, sh- of people shooting at me was too much, and I just couldn't do anything anymore. Uh, and then like go back to a safe so it wouldn't actually affect my rating and stuff like that because nice. I wanted to be on. Come on, follow through. <laughs> <laughs> but so. It looks really it's like it's going to be a very entertaining game. It obviously, it looks like it's it. And from the shots they showed, like they added in new things. Like it looks like you'll have the ability to possibly dual wield weapons now. Nice, like pistols. They're also adding in bow and arrow. Uh, and different there's a like speckles, as we pointed out. Which a funny thing, just a Rockstar's attention to detail. The, I saw this on Reddit, the gaming subreddit. Somebody took the shot where the horse is walking. You see Arthur riding the horse in this plane and they zoom in and they're like, yes, rocks are actually animated horse testicles. <laughs> oh, come on. I was like, Oh my God. Why? It's important. It is important for the realistic factor, I guess, but just for the fun. Like, whipped its tail around. You get a clear view and it's like, Yes, they are animated <laughs> indeed. Probably why the game's been delayed. Yeah, they probably can. so. They had to, they just had to put so much detail into that. They're like, like no, this, this has got to be perfect. People are going to just blow this up online. We got to get the testicles right. Yeah. So. I wonder if that's what's going to tip the scales, make it like that NC-17 rating. I hope Possibly. So. Possibly. Ooh, that'd be a crazy game yeah. if you got NC-17. Yeah. But they also did, did say, spring 2018 is the release. See, they say that. I'm willing to bet at it least will $20 get pushed, since that it's going to get. Ooh. Yeah, 20 $20, sir. Are you going to take her up on this trip? Have we an agreement? So you're saying it will get... I'm saying See, it I will... I also think it will get delayed. But well, then fine. Don't bet me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also... It says spring, so maybe internally they're thinking February, and then they say April, and that's a delay. But, yeah. So you're saying summer. The, I'm saying the outside that they don't of the have... official season of spring, okay. beyond that. So the being that they didn't say an actual month day, like, yeah, they're giving themselves the opportunity to be able Three to push it again. Ish. Yeah. So it's it will be interesting. I bet we won't it's get an official release June. date until probably January, February. But they release it on the fourth of July to coincide. Nice. Yeah, that's my With bet. It's my official bet. Okay, fourth of July release. Fourth of July. Got it. Twenty dollars. So super excited <laughs> for that game. It's gonna be fun. But now for the main topic. Oh nope, sorry. 
I'm all over the place today. You're just all over the place. I'm just so excited because there's so many good <laughs> things to talk about. I know you're so excited about stuff. Do you want me to do a thing? Let's What's do the, thing the moment stuff? with Mogan. Okay, yeah, just a bunch of updates right now. So real quick, uh, we kind of mentioned it earlier. The SNES Classic did just release officially on September 29th. A, my stupid younger brother has been texting me and Snapchatting me pictures of his, and he's like posing it in places, and he's like, look at how cute it is. It's like, okay, screw you for starters. I guess he was able to get a pre-order, and I was not. But uh, the release in stores has been going a lot better than the NES Classic did. Uh, people were reporting that their stores were saying they had sometimes upwards of 70 units. So like for the people that lined up to actually get one on launch day, almost all of them did. So I missed the, because I have a real job and, you know, you can't dedicate all your time to gaming. Uh, I wasn't able to get one myself, but I'm holding out hope that maybe later in the season they'll still be available. So uh, from what I can tell, it's gone over a lot better than the NES Classics launch did, which hopefully indicates that maybe Nintendo learned their lesson that uh, manufactured shortages are not good for consumers or companies. So we actually had some friends who were trying to get one too. And did they succeed? They did succeed finally, but he went to a, they missed out on the pre-orders too. Uh, and so he went to a GameStop or somewhere and this is in New York city. So I'm sure like the lines were everywhere. I was about to say they have so many people. It doesn't count. Bad example. uh, (laughs) But he got in line at a GameStop was 10th in line and they only had nine. Oh. And so then he was still dead set trying to find one because he wanted NES classic too, but also missed out. So, but then this one is the one he was like, no, I'm getting this one for sure. And wound up, he was able to get it through Amazon's treasure truck. Oh, I that? saw those treasure trucks. Wait, it's like I'm, this crazy, it's like it's a It's basically truck. just like a truck that drives around and goes to different cities. There's actually, I don't know if the Austin one is still here, but I got an email about it a couple days ago. Yeah, it's crazy, and man. And so apparently like two or three, they set up somewhere in New York and you could go and, there's like, and they will have just like random things on the truck. It's like day. a food truck, but for just stuff. Yeah. And so Amazon did it, and he sure, and they go, and sure enough, they were all selling SNES classics, and that's where he got one. Oh. So you just walk up to the truck and say, I'd like a taco and a Super <laughs> Nintendo classic. Yeah. And they'd be like, <laughs> well, we have something. one of those things. So, <laughs> and and it's says. the taco. We only <laughs> and have it's one. the taco. We only have one. <laughs> so I, I then checked to see if the one here, and it was actually still here. It was up in the Arboretum, uh, and, but it was already all sold out. But yeah. that's all they were selling was SNES classics, too. And it's oh. like, oh, man, that's kind of so a fun way to get it. That's such a weird idea, that's Amazon. How we, we got the NES classic <laughs> through Prime Now, actually. Oh, that's because they were right. doing like rolling releases across different cities, and oh, the one for man. Austin came up, and I was like, hmm, purchase. So not Amazon's only purchased, getting but weird got it within us. two hours or whatever the yeah. now thing is. So it was pretty cool. That's Guy pretty awesome. pr- just brought it to my door. Nice team chat sponsored, sort of by Prime Now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so coming up, uh, as of this episode's airing, you will have available on October 3rd, Forza Motorsport 7 for Xbox One PC, uh, Middle Earth, Shadow of oh, War. Oh, snap, that's next week. PS4, Xbox One, and PC October 10th, oh, okay. so that's coming up real quick. Uh, the Evil Within 2. Ooh. So I think this might be one of your spoopy games for scurry times of year. So that's coming up for PS4, Xbox One, and PC October 13th. Is that a Friday? Uh, yes, because like that would be excellent. The That's Friday the thirteenth. Good is, is marketing a, is on October. Top notch, top notch. And then a little bit further down the line, we have Gran Turismo Sport for PS4 October seventeenth, and South Park: The Fractured But Whole. Are you getting that one? <laughs> I pre-ordered that game. Nice. So, <laughs> mostly because with that you got Stick of Truth, which I've never played. Oh. But uh, I went on a trip recently with some friends, huge South Park friends, and they said you have to play it. <laughs> it's a like episode in game form. So that's awesome. amazing. So that's PS4, Xbox One, and PS4. 
DC October 17th. And then the only thing that I'm excited about is, of course, October 6th, that beautiful orange and white Nintendo 2DS XL launches. Mm. And I will be getting that promptly. It's pre-ordered? Yay! Is it, locked it down? is pre-ordered. Okay. Because I still have that Best Buy gift card that oh, was like yeah. $500. And she I was like, all the games. How did you win a $500 gift card? I, I get lucky sometimes. Nice. You don't need She's to know about stuff. She's also won a stuff. headset. Like, in, just in the time that I've known yeah. her, it's ridiculous. And Secretly, I've never I'm just anything. sleeping around like crazy. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, home get your perks. That geek squad lifestyle. That's right. No, but it's going to be good. I'm just really excited. I'm yeah, going to get same returns. Nice. So you can do like a build your own bundle thing at Best Buy. And I'm like the limbo and uh, inside combo pads. Oh, yeah. I'm getting well, yeah. that. I got that recently yes. too. That was on sale. I'm excited about that. I got it for PlayStation. Like, yeah, nice. I'm going to get it for PS4 too. So limbo and inside combo pack, Samus returns and a beautiful, it's going to be a good yeah, month of gaming for me. It's going to be good. And at the end of this month, Mario Odyssey comes out. Which is pre-ordered for me. Yes. I, I saw got some videos down. of that. Oh, it looks gonna crazy. Oh, it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. He got a Switch, too. Oh, join so, the club, yeah, buddy. And Legend of Zelda. Oh. Zelda's great. No, I went to Best Buy. To, I needed an HDMI cable, and I was frustrated at how overpriced I was going to pay for that. But So you I, bought a Switch? Well, That's walked, so counterintuitive. Like, are those those new Nintendos? Like are those new Nintendos? I heard those are really hard to get, and so I bought it again. <laughs> That's awesome! What a what an impulse buy! <laughs> well, I mean, it was like it was uh, the Switch, and then Mario Kart was right next to it, and I was like, "Ooh, Mario Kart, that's good." Is that so, worth three hundred and fifty dollars? The answer was yes. Yes. So with Mario Kart, you should absolutely get Splatoon two because yeah. it's one of the best games ever. And yeah. with the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, you've got everything you need for the rest of your life. Yeah, until I've been, Mario yeah, Odyssey comes until out. Super Mario Odyssey. I've been playing comes a lot out. of Zelda, so, but it's pretty big. Impressed how it's big. big. It is. I was about to say, with your supposedly addictive personality, that sounds like a bad match. <laughs> I'll be done until November. So, <laughs> so it's going to be good. I'm There's really excited else. about it. Man, I forgot that Shadow of War was coming out so soon, because October has a lot of stuff, because it has Mario, obviously, Shadow of War, and then I am very interested in the new Assassin's Creed, since it's like... There's been, a new Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah. God's they, sake, took off, they need to stop. No, they took off last year. They didn't make one last oh, year. Oh, they took off one year. Meantime, to, Red Dead, seven years. I know, I know. <laughs> But they've totally like redone a whole lot of the stuff, so it looks. So I'm interested just because oh, right, I did the one in Egypt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's in I Egypt. Gotcha. They like cha- totally revamped the combat system and a whole lot of other different things in it. So I'm actually very excited about it, but I can't decide if that'll be a launch day purchase. Yeah, or maybe it only suck fifty percent now. That's true. Who knows? <laughs> I think I played the first one, and then after that, I just never played. I've, I haven't played the last three. So a three out of how many? Fifty? Oh, there's a yeah. They 10? need to stop. Yeah, they need to, to stop. <laughs> That's my official it's line. Get, it's getting a little. They should try making movies. I think that'd work better. Ooh, yeah, I think I feel like it <laughs> it's a burn because well. it didn't work well. <laughs> Poor Michael. Good Fassbender. stuff. I know. I know. I, know. I still want to watch that movie though, but I'm not although gonna. Michael Fassbender has chosen to make some questionable choices, He's probably chosen to make millions of dollars. That's, That's what mostly cares yeah. about. That is true. <laughs> it, who is it? Michael Caine. He was in some terrible movie, and somebody asked him about it, like, how'd you feel about like giving up on some of your artistic principles or whatever to be in this movie? He's like. Eh, it was whatever, but I really enjoy the house that I bought. Nice. So it's like, okay, See, I, I understand. can't fault anybody for that honest. mindset because it's like, that's how I think of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I'll can't take the, the respectability decline in favor of the mansion. That's true. All right. So the main thing that we wanted to talk about today was Michael and I have both played, as he alluded to earlier, Pyre, the Supergiant games, which... Uh, no, it'll be over by now. I was going to say all the games are on sale on Steam right now. All Supergiant games are on sale, but that's only oh, for this really? weekend. So after today, yeah. Well, Bastion shit, is like $5. One. Wait, so is 
Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre are all on sale. Oh, bullshit. Pyre's on sale for like $15, I think, right now. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll buy it. Yeah. How about that? You should do that. Yeah, because I will a lot do of, that. You should just buy them all. Just buy the bundle. I think it's $30 for all three games. Oh. Anyway. So this was a game that, like I said, I've said before when we talked about it on the show, I've, I ran into this game at RTX two years ago was the very first time and played it and was instantly like, because I obviously, like I said, I played Bastion before Michael actually got me into Bastion. So because I walked into his room one day and he was playing, I was like, what is this? This looks fun. And so obviously being the, how much I love Bastion, I was like, okay, well, I want to give this game a shot, played the demo at RTX and was like, oh, this is going to be good. And so then. It came out back in July. We kind of didn't do a review on it because I was reaching out to Supergiant to see if we could get somebody on to talk about yeah. it. They didn't want to do it. <laughs> they were like, like, no, thank you, I mean, sir. I get it. It was already past like the release of normally when oh, they were do- probably right. doing PR stuff. But I was just like, I thought I'd ask anyway. Thanks, guys. Love your game. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love your game. <laughs> but so, obviously, since it only came out in July, we're not going to do anything too spoilery at all. We don't want to give away story details, things like that. But it is a very unique game in its styling, its gameplay, and how your and your combat I'd call it combat, sure. Air quotes, you know, so, so yeah, so. Just say strats. You got those six strats, man. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. strategies that you got. Plus it's sport ball. It is kind of a sports ball yeah. game. Does combat not apply? But so the, the thing is, so it is an RPG game that developed by Supergiant, which is their first RPG that they've made. And. Really? You wouldn't qualify Bastion as an RPG? No, it has some RPG-esque elements where you like level up weapons and things like that. But I don't know if I would necessarily call it a full-on RPG like this one is. Because you don't have a party. This one, you actually wind up building a party. Oh, okay. And upgrading them and giving them basic different uh, talents and abilities and things like that. So you have like your skill tree. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hallmark of the game. It's pretty simple. You pretty much have yeah. two paths so for each character but right. yeah but i mean with the amount of the length of the game it works out really well because you really do only get the option to pretty much upgrade one half of their tree okay. all the way uh so so basically the basic story synopsis of it is you wake up in this deserted place uh called the downside and you pretty much like a purgatory basically yeah. which is uh, well, let me finish this and we'll jump back to that point. But uh, so and so you wake up and you are discovered by three people in a in a wagon that rolls up next to you. Uh, what kind of wagon? It's called the black wagon. Oh. It's basically just like a, a traveling thing. It can obviously house a lot of people. It's apparently pretty big from yeah. all the party. Like gets I was in thinking it like Oregon Trail wagon. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, kind of similar, very similar, but a little that bit are more. like a radio flyer wagon. No, like. not that. Yeah, just the. Hey, you want to join hey guys, us? you want to jump in our wagon? Oregon Trail than Radio Flight. Yeah, w- more Oregon Trail. <laughs> and so it's uh, Hedwin, Jodariel, and Rookie. And Hedwin is just a normal dude, L- looks like a human. Jodariel is like, well, she's technically, the, her class in the game is demon. Because she's someone who's been in the downside long enough, she's started to lose her human characteristics and transform into like a, a different creature. So she's Good got like her. huge horns and all this different stuff. She's the one that looks really cool. Yeah, like she's, she's real badass. She's far and away the coolest looking yeah, character. She's yeah, she's like the biggest, strongest character. Oh, too, that's so. awesome. Yeah. She's, so she's the Zarya really awesome. of your game, if yeah, you will. exactly. <laughs> uh, and so then Rookie, who is a cur, a dog creature. Oh. Uh, Rookie Greentail is his name, and so you discover, you find them, and they figure out that you're that this that you know they're on this quest to be able to escape the downside, which you learn is a place, as Michael was saying, a purgatory for people who are cast out of the society called the Commonwealth, mm. and 
Sounds nefarious. Slightly. Nothing you, you that brands learn, itself learn the Commonwealth that, like, is ever good. It's supposed good. to be this, this good place, but then it's kind of not. It's kind of cracking at the seams, as it were. Every utopia like secretly sucks. Exactly. And so you discover that there's this through... I can't remember exactly how it kicks off in the game. How do you discover that you have to undertake this these rituals? I feel like you wake up and you find the book... Or they show you the book. That's right. Because they ask if you're a reader, because reading is outlawed in the Commonwealth. <gasps> yeah, so Gasp. no one else can read. So they <gasps> actually ha- they give you the book, and you find out through reading it that you have a responsibility to help That's save these people. And so you go, and you learn that there are these things called, these uh, rare ceremonies called rites that will take place at different points, and you can read the stars to figure out when these events are going to occur. When you go there, you, fi- you figure out that, you can't, that you'll face another group. And by completing these rites, you will eventually, possibly, it's very, it's very cloudy. You're not quite sure because you haven't read through all the book yet. You discover more pages to the book as you go through the game. Oh, I was about to say, why didn't you just sit down and have like a dedicated reading session? Is it that you can't read them or you can't access other parts of the book? I don't know if they ever get specific. Because as you go through it, it's like page unlocked and you like read it. So I think it's, it's kind of that. It's not like the pages are missing. You just can't read them yet. And you learn more of the history of the downside in the Commonwealth. And then you also figure out that through these rites, you might, if you are able to complete enough, and that's why all these other groups are doing them too, that you can maybe possibly win your freedom from the from the downside and go back to the Commonwealth. Interesting. But do you really want to? Maybe. Ooh, mystery. That's something that you learn later in the Ambiguity. game. Ambiguity. And possibly goes into too much spoiler <gasps> territory for this, okay. for this review. <laughs> I have not played the game, just so everybody knows. Right. I want to, but I haven't played it. Which so is I'm why. Just, you can't spoil it. Just get, yeah, I'm Which just shooting into I, the dark I brought, here. I brought Michael in because we've played it, so we could talk about it, and you can ask us questions about what you're curious about. Well, I keep apparently hitting on spoilers by accident. You're very intuitive. I just can't help it. We'll just so smart. Plead the fifth if we have to talk about that. Plead the fifth. That's true. Okay. So... So you made brought up an interesting point about it being like purgatory mm-hmm. because I, there is a very strong religious not connotation to the, to the game, but just or influence. I guess would be a better overtones, thing about it. overtones, Man. things like that. Well, yeah, as you get to know these people in your group, you find out that they've some of them have done terrible things, some of them have done just not so great things. Um, definitely on the spectrum there, and people are kind of you know trying to redeem themselves. Who did the worst thing? Who did the worst thing? Um, I feel like didn't Hedwin do something pretty Hedwin bad? Hedwin did something pretty bad. Kill someone. That's um, it. One person. I was gonna say well, it was for a very poor reason. It's a, it's for oh. it, it had it was a thing that he thought wasn't gonna be a big deal, turned out to be a really big deal. Because back in the Commonwealth, so another little bit of backstory, there's this there is a war going on between the the Commonwealth and the Oh, what are the harpies? Their 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 group. I gotta look that up because that's gonna drive me crazy. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, but basically, these two factions are warring to each other, oh, okay. uh, warring against each other, and so that has a lot of influence. Like Jodario was a, was a captain in the Commonwealth before oh. she fell out of favor and was sent to the downside. Uh, Ruki was just like a merchant who made a bad deal and got caught. You know, that's kind of lame. Thing. Yeah. So um, wait, what did you do? So is it ever really said? I no. think it's kind of like you you have the option to kind of somewhat hint at your own backstory and kind of make your own backstory as the yeah. game goes. So there they, are several different options. They kind of keep choose. you pretty ambiguous. So you're referred to just as the reader. It's oh, never I was about really, to say, are you a defined character? No, or you, you kind never of see like yourself. A shell? No, you're okay. kind of this omnipresent, just moving the story gotcha. along. Um, 
Oh, so you don't even have like a little character sprite or anything like no, that. You're, you're just looking yeah. at. Okay. You, gotcha. You're just overseeing, controlling, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, your responsibility is really to get people to these rituals and help them through them. You're their token nerd. Yeah, pretty okay, much. I got you. Yeah. You can read and they can't. So. Yeah, books are for chumps. Yep. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. Rich. Apparently, books just as one. Yep. Books are and for champions in one whole game. Um, and it's just one book. Yeah. And so. It, it is this really interesting thing because everybody has their own reason for wanting to get out, but they also have to realize that, okay, well, we have to work together and we have to put our faith in this person. And so it is, you go through and you go through these areas. There are several different areas because you travel to different stars or like different areas in the downside where the stars are like aligned over. So it's, you know, you use the stars, your guiding light, you go there and you're able to go to these things. And that's where you can do these various things called... Uh, Man, I'm blanking on that. What are those? For the what, actual rights? No, or? not the rights where you where you pick the three activities that you could do. What is that called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they ever call it something? They specific? call it something. It starts with a C. The, the choosing. No. The no, choosing. No, because no, you can either choose to study the book and help and help all your teammates. You can study the book and help um, and help one teammate specifically w- with upgrade one of their traits. And then you can also just like go forage for supplies or resources that you can then sell to a shop and then to buy uh, runes to be able to put into your characters to give them a various buff. Yeah. That um, was uh, I don't remember what it's called either, but that was definitely one of the more interesting things because you have the opportunity to basically improve one character very quickly, improve all of them slowly or just get items that you can then pass along to other people. So right. that was definitely an interesting challenge there. Uh, and so, and so it's a, it's a fun thing because each, each, you can level up each character to five, mm-hmm. it, it had a rank five and then they're maxed out, uh, which really you have to be selective with which characters you want to go that high. Uh, because I don't, it's, you kind of have to, I mean, it, it, it does do something interesting where later in the game you are forced to change up your, your party. Like oh. you, for different situations you are, for, uh, that happens in later game, you are, you have to choose different people than who you normally have your set. Like for a while, my set team was Hedwin, uh, Tizo, mm-hmm. and Pamatha. That's a so, silly name. Yeah, I mostly use Jadariel, Tizo, and... Um, you need to look up Tizo. He's, he's cute. Pretty cute, and he's a little impish guy. Yeah. Aww. Um, and just, like, talks and screams. And then who is the, the, like, bog queen? Oh, uh, Bertrude, big Bertrude. Bertrude. Yeah, she was great. That yeah. sounds She awesome. was real good. Yeah. Because she was, like, this, yeah, like, the bog witch character who would, like, do these huge leaps. And her, she would shoot out her, uh, yeah, that's a little Tizo. Oh, he's just like a potato yeah. with horns and wings. And he can also explode and, like, kill half the map. An yeah. exploding awesome. potato. That's awesome. And so you, you Wait, basically go through. Wait, what's the bog lady's name? Uh, Bertrude. Ber- Bertrude. Tag, how do you spell that? Uh, B-E-R-T-R-U-D-E. I think that's it. That's a terrible name. Okay, let's see if I can make something happen. Vocations. That's what the yes. things are called. The vocations. I knew it had something to be like a job, something like that. So you can attend to your vocations at these various resting places or go to explore certain areas of, the, of these different parts Bertrude? of the Bertrude? Mm-hmm. Bertrude. Wow, you were not even close. What did I say? <laughs> Bertrude. Like there were too many R's in it. Oh. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so anyway. So Bertrude is really great. So each person has a different thing. Like uh, Pamatha is a flying harpy. So that's really comes in. Tizo can also fly, but for short distances. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Well, I guess I don't want to necessarily give all the... Oh, she looks like a badass. Yeah, Bertrude's pretty badass. She's cool. Uh, and so I don't want to, guess, I guess, give away all the people because... Mm-hmm. But each person has a different has a different uh, ability and way that they're able to move. So in these rites, which are where the main part of this game takes place, is very much... It's v- like Mo was saying, it's very much kind of a, a sports influenced thing you you have a each person each team has a pyre mm-hmm. you're able to use three of your companions which you get to select which ones you want to use at the beginning of each round it's not like it's set in stone every time who you're going to use and you're you have to get an orb into the other person's pyre and the each pyre has a score on it normally a hundred but later on in the game you can add buffs or things to either increase the size of your pyre mm-hmm. decrease theirs or you know, impact how much damage each character does into the pyre when they drop the when they drop the orb into it. And it's definitely one of those things. I mean, you're taking the glowing basketball and putting it into the the glowing. I was net. about to say yeah. you're trying to dunk so it. It's, it's very it's very much a ba- it's a mix of like basketball, more basketball I guess than soccer. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. very much what a kind of a combination of those two because you can you can have it and you can just straight up run it in. You know, you can sprint and and have your character run in and just do it that way. You can. For uh, flying characters, you know, they can fly and just hover over the pyre and, and drop it in, or you can even throw it from a distance into it. Mm. So it it allows for you to really strategize really well what you want to do and how you want to handle the situation. But, and this is what gets very difficult, especially later on in the game, you can only control one person at a time. So you pass the ball around. Whoever has the hot potato can actually move, but okay. no one else can. Okay. Right. And if the other team has the has the orb, you can, and you can, sw- you can switch like who it's going to, uh, who you're going to control if when your team is not in possession of the orb. When you have the orb, you can pass the orb, and that's how you move, uh, move your, control. Your person, gotcha. Because yeah. you can just be like, oh, Jadario's on the far other side of the map. I'm going to throw it to her. Kind of different stuff like that. But then each character also has an aura, which is just this ring that surrounds them. And when you carry the orb, the aura disappears, which means if you run into an opponent's aura, you're you're uh, eliminated, and you have uh, you have like a respawn counter before your oh, character comes okay. back. Okay, but you can also shoot your aura and project it so into, into like a straight beam. Or some characters like Bertrude shoots it in a in a big wide pattern, kind of like more of a shotgun approach to it. Um, Rookie casts his in a very long and fast, but it's very narrow, so you have to be very precise in your aiming. Uh, Jadariel is like huge, but uh, very wide, but not very long. Headwin is like in the middle somewhere. Okay, uh, of just the, f- the people that you play with at the very beginning, and so it's it becomes this thing of trying to jockey yourself around and position yourself into the best way where you're going to be able to have either a clear shot, but then also maybe try to take out some of their people. Like at the beginning, I used to always go for the orb first and then just try to work around it. But then later on in the game, I realized that I had to mix it up a bit and start trying to eliminate opponents to be able to even have a shot. Because man, as you get later into the game, some of the, especially when the other teams start using, having runes and stuff that either up their damage and stuff like that, it can get ridiculous. I think I vaguely heard that it's actually a pretty difficult game, so isn't it? It gets that, real hard. That was my experience. I think the first like half of the game was actually thought pretty easy. I did too. Um, but I'd say the last... But then that curve shoots up. I'd say the last like few matches, they were just... I. So I actually did really, really well the first probably like seven-tenths of the game. And the last half of the game, it just like... Oh, the, I got murdered. Yeah. Wow. All the time. Which, but you did finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which has interesting effect... In the, in the story and how the story plays out it, if you start losing later matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you, it adds a whole lot of pressure. Plus, 
as part of the mythology of this area and everything, there are these there were these old gods called Titans before, you know, similar to Greek mythology and stuff like that, who you can later on start you unlock Titan stars, which give various well, they're not even buffs. They make it harder for you. Oh. Yeah, so there are various different levels. And then by the end, I think there's like seven, there's eight, 12, or 12, yeah, actually. A ton. But you can pick basically how much uh, increase the difficulty level. So, there will be, you know, I think it's sometimes have the enemy move 10% faster. And if you win in that situation, you get like a 3% experience boost. Yeah. Oh, and you so can, you do get something you get a reward, for choosing yeah. to do it. But you can it. layer on, you can do all of them at once. Yeah. Um, I did try that once. I think I lost that match in about one minute. Like it was just impossible. <laughs> it's ridiculous because it, it, it will like lower your pyre to like half health. It might even boost theirs by 20 or 30. Slow you down. Slow you down. Something. Make them react faster. Make them move faster. It's ridiculous. So what, what is do. really the incentive for doing that? Is it just that to the able, rewards could, are that great? Th- yeah, if you were to, were to win a match with all 12, like everybody in your party would get so much XP, it'd be ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. And so I think that is the way where they're like, okay, based on the story, you're not going to have enough time to level up everybody. If you want to try, you can do it with these Titan stars. Okay. But the interesting thing is that even when you lose a match, the story keeps moving along. So right. you have to oh, make a... So, so to, like you don't get to... It's not like game over where you go back and redo it. You've just lost. No, and yeah, the actually, game, you and That's game really keeps interesting. Going. You never I didn't actually know that. Over, so. Which, as like I was saying, later on in the game, that gets you're like, oh shit, like this is not going how oh, I wanted it to okay. go. Oh, okay, has a huge impact. Yeah, so, so it's it's a fun thing. It, it's I don't know how much different like the 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 story. I, it's a short enough game you could easily go back and replay. Like it's it it took. How long would you say it probably took? Like 20 hours? 12 to 20 hours, somewhere in that range? I'd say so. It took like three or four days of consistent playing. Yeah. And so so it's not bad. So it's an easy one to, and it's fun enough and not, it's not like you're trying to go through and do another replay of The Witcher 3 or something like that. So it's easy. It's in a one you could pick up and, you know, okay, I know I did really bad at this part and like really try to get better, uh, you know, take on the Titan Stars. You know, you unlock trophies if you're going for trophy hunting on that. By doing by unlocking a lot of like if you win a match with all twelve Titan stars like that's one of the trophies oh, you can okay. unlock. So if you ever wanted to go back and do all those kind of things, you can. Um, but it's just a it's it's one that you could go back in. But I'm interested to see how much variation it it especially if I were to do better in the end game how that would change things later. Yeah, that's thing. interesting because yep. it's also it's interesting too. And you meet these other groups, and before each right starts, you you have a conversation usually with the opponent, and some are very like aggressive and antagonistic. Others are just like, look, we're stuck here too. We're just trying to get out, you know. So it, it, it which has. Not really, because I was like, I'm still going to beat your ass, but like, or try to. But, but it, it does have some impact on how you react and how you play versus other versus the other opponents, um, and then it just adds a little bit more character into building out this world. But it, for what it was and what it was trying to do, like it was very, uh, it was very impressive, especially considering that Supergiant only has a twelve team people. Uh, team of 12 people i had wow. no idea yeah i didn't know that either and that so, is pretty impressive yeah and for them to spit out three games which all three games that they've put out so far have been very well received nice so it's interesting to see if they you know th- this is a game too that could very well easily have a sequel and i'd be very interested to see what it could what they would do with that if they decided to go with that mm-hmm. um but can you lose every match and still finish the game i think so yeah <laughs> sweet you, you're just not gonna have a very good end story okay yeah, the gotcha. story like uh i mean without spoiling it we had very different we took very different paths and finished the game very oh, differently okay. i think you did better than i did so but what you told well i did better except i changed some things at the end and the ending that you told me is nothing like my ending oh. really so, Ooh. see so now i have even more incentive to go back okay and play. um 
And so, but they so they do all this, and the and like I said, the the combat system, the the rights system is really what gets it. It can get. I did notice near the end of the near the end, especially when you have to like go start going back and like hitting some of these old areas. That got started to get a little repetitive. Yeah, but if anything, the I think the story and the writing was really good, but near the end where it became kind of. I wouldn't say monotonous, but it was very similar. The same types of scenarios with different characters. Yeah. And I found myself just, you know, a, 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 trying to go through, uh, like, I don't yeah, read all this. reading all the stuff. Yeah. Like uh, that's how I was with it too. I was just kind of like, okay, I'm done reading. Cause they did an interesting thing. Granted, because they have a 12, a team of 12 people. They, it, they did this where it's very much a, you know, the characters will like appear on screen and they'll have like a different picture, but they're not animated in any way other than the fact that they'll have like a, you know, like a colored background might come around to depict their mood or something like that. Or their, the image of them will change to be like, you know, relaxed, angry or something like that. Oh, so just like their emotion cards. Exactly. It's like reading a like children's book kind of. It's kind of, yeah, it's very much like a old, like an older style uh, RPG where, you know, they weren't, for like what you would see on the NES or the SNES where it's yeah. like you just read all conversation and go through yeah. like that. Uh, and you were able to pick how you responded and had all that, so, you know, as you would with most RPGs. Um, but, but yeah, so, but they had like a language that they spoke. Everybody did like, they didn't speak English, but their words were in English. So it was an interesting thing that they took that, that they took the time to record all that, those dialogue lines, but then not actually mm-hmm. uh, have them, be spoken. Sure. I think there were a couple points where it was actually spoken in English to you, but it was it was like a very like almost like a dreamlike state kind of thing the, where you're the, in. Uh, the narrator spoke in English. That's true. So it was like the overseer. You, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I remember. Yeah, without spoiling it, but the person who oversees the rights and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, he does talk to you in English, uh, which he which he is just very much like. Hmm. How'd you figure this out? Like, how'd you know, figure out you could read? That's not cool. Kind of thing. That's not cool. But, uh, but you're here. And so, yeah, so he oversees all the matches and kind of like calls it, like gives game, like, Oh, you're ref. Commentates them. Yeah. Like, Oh, the, the, your group is called the night wings. You know, like the night wings have struck first and different things like that. Or, uh, and all that. So it's, it's a very, it's a very well-crafted world, I think. And obviously similar to the super giants art style with transistor and bastion. Very beautiful game. Uh, it's very vibrant colors and all and different, if, especially for all the different areas that you can go to. Well, the the other thing, in addition to the um, actual art, is the music. Oh so yeah, every single group that. So as you're going throughout and you're playing different people, each group has their own theme, has really? their own like, style, and they're all very distinct. Yeah, nice. like uh, I, and it's and it's interesting too when you hear them. Like one of the one of the groups you run across is the Pyre Hearts, which are these uh, they're like worm creatures, worm snake mixtures, uh, and and they their song is one called Knights of the Sea, which is actually one of my favorite tracks of the whole of the whole soundtrack. Uh, but then and everybody's kind of have this. Uh, I can't really describe what the tone, the normal tone of theirs. It's normally like a not classical guitar sounding yeah, thing. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Pretty accurate. Okay. And so, but then the one group that you run into is like like hard rock. Yeah. Like the, dun, 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 the, dun, dun, yeah, dun, the dog dun, group is yeah. like, their theme is like hardcore metal. Yeah. So awesome. which, when that started up, I was not expecting it all. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, and so, but, but yeah, so the, the soundtrack of it is, is really great too. And it's by Darren Corb, the guy who did the soundtracks for obviously Bastion and Transistor. Yeah. The, uh, the main theme. So I think they play the main theme. Uh, well, that's the other thing. You have a character who's basically just like a singer. Oh yeah. Pop the pop. lone minstrel. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically he like sings the song for the liberation rights. Yeah. Which is like, I think that that was my favorite song. So that was the interesting thing for me because I love the soundtrack, but for some reason, and it's the same way with the, 
not as much in the Bastion, but even the Transistor one. Like the the songs that they did with words kind of took me out of it. A really, bit. yeah, I really like that. Really, yeah, I thought it was great because it, it was so different. All the rest was just all like you know, just plain music, no words, anything. Huh. And then the main song comes in, and it's actually like the two people singing together. And I don't know, I thought it was unique. Each time, so it happens each time you get to this one like end stage to each essentially round. Yeah, um, and it would just like that song. I don't know. It was distinct. It was. I mean, they're good songs. They're just not my favorite form compared to the rest of the soundtrack. And it's and it's what's fun about that is it's Darren Corb is the is the male vocalist on those as well. And then Ashley Barrett, who has also provided vocals for uh, for Transistor, is is who sings with him on that too. So it's it's just really cool. And that's why I think I love Supergiant. How like legit in house they make their games. Yeah. Like it's from start to finish, every aspect of it is them. They even do like team members are who's doing the voice acting for the characters oh, if you really? watch through the credits and oh, stuff like that. That's kind of so cool. it's really cool just like how how much, even though they're putting out these really critically well, critically acclaimed games, how much they like really keep it in house and they haven't branched out too much to like, you know, bring in big name actors or or musicians. I mean, I'm sure a lot of that has stuff. to do more with economic resources. Probably, but it's, very, it's, yeah, it's, it's just probably awesome more to see how well it works out for them. Because I yeah. mean, a 12 person studio doesn't have the buying power no, that no, somebody no, no. like EA does. No, definitely not. But it's still it's still fun to see that. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like the indie game studio out there making some cool shit happen. And, yeah. And so far, every single game of theirs that I played has been great. And that just yeah. goes to show that having Peter Dinklage in your game isn't necessarily a good. That thing. That is true. Yeah, it's that probably true. cost as much as making you know one of these super. Games yeah, it probably so, did. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely did, for sure. Uh, but anything else about it stick out that you... Let's see. We talked about the music, talked about the art. Um, one of the things that actually I found really challenging was the um, trying to balance the uh, leveling up characters and the items. Yep. Um, by the end, basically, it, in essence, like you can only buy certain items once, and there are certain items that are specific to characters, which um, your, your party changes throughout. That was the only thing that was like very unclear to me. It was like, do I sell this item? Am I going to get this character? Right. Like, will I play with them more often? Whatever it may be. That was a little ambiguous, but yeah, that that got a little. I didn't necessarily see as much point until way late in the game into actually spending money at the shop yep. to upgrade stuff because you get because you, you get these these uh, these runes and or talismans actually. I think is what they call, uh, is what they call them in the game. But that you can that you can apply to each character and you can do those by either going to like different parts of the map and discovering them. You can buy them from this shopkeeper. And or there's a different part in the game where there's that this uh, each character can undergo a test and and receive their own talisman. Mm -hmm. And so but then you can buy from the shopkeeper, you can buy this uh, stardust or something like that that, to upgrade the talismans to get to increase their effects. And that really, for me, didn't play and I didn't really uh, pay much attention to that until late. It later in the game mm-hmm. when it started picking up in difficulty and like the other groups started using talismans and things to, to oh, affect okay. their gameplay. And that's, I was like, oh, okay, I see why these are important now. Gotcha. Because like you said, at the beginning, it's very easy and you can, you can steamroll people at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just a very, it's a, it was a thing that I was like, ah, oh, I should have been taking advantage of this a little bit. Gotcha. Yep. But, uh, but no, but still it's, it's fun how it had an effect. Yeah. But uh, for me, really the, honestly, the only drawback for me is that the, or the or con and it's not even, a huge con is just what I've said before that it, it gets a little repetitive near the end. Mm-hmm. But I but e, but what's fun is it's like it's more of the story getting repetitive. But each right is yeah it's completely great. unique every single time. Yeah, the gameplay like it was very unique. Uh, it, uh, Bastion was a great game. Never played Transistor. Um, yeah, also looks very unique. But this made me want to play Transistor. 
Yeah, the same, same. And especially because Dylan was telling us last time he was on here that Transistor, he just finished up Transistor yeah. and he said it was great too. I mean, that's a game I know literally no things about. I so. That one, again, listen to the soundtrack and it's great too. So, I mean, soundtracks are good. Soundtracks can be a good uh, motivator. A good motivator yes. to get into a game. Definitely. So, but yeah, Pyre, Supergiant, stu- Supergiant Games. It's great. It's awesome. I think everybody should play. And like I said, well, it's too late now, but it was on sale on Steam. So you should have been paying attention to playing on Steam. Even if you don't play it, buy it on sale, it's still only $20, I think. On yeah, so it's PlayStation not like a full Network. price game. No, PlayStation Network and uh, and Steam. So nice. I strongly recommend everybody get out there, play some Pyre. All right. There it is. All right. Well, we'll come back to the song contest because uh, we need to get put together a hint for it for this week. But... Still, here are the rules on it. Song contest goes live Wednesday, 9 a.m., the day after this episode goes live. First person to correctly respond to the hint that we'll put up through a Facebook or Twitter post or in the comments of the YouTube video, first person to correctly guess the game that we are referencing will get to send us a song and hint for a future episode. Well, Michael, thank you for coming on, talking about Pyre. It was awesome to have you on, finally, onto the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I feel like that. So I dropped the ball there. <laughs> I dropped the ball. Okay. it until episode 88 to have you on. Well, 88's my favorite number. So. Oh. I think he's lying about yeah, that. That makes me feel better. <laughs> so I'm cool it's my favorite number now. So. <laughs> but yeah, so it was great to come on, have you on, talk about Pyre, talk about Red Dead Redemption, and all the fun excitement that we have for that. Thanks for having me up as well. You're welcome. With that, that wraps up this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Adios. And to my left, our special guest, Michael Cobble. See y'all later. See you all next time. Stick around for the song. All right, everybody, here's the hint for the song contest for this week. The hint is, you might lose a finger, but you'll get a badass blade. One more time, you might lose a finger, but you'll get a badass blade.